0: Hey there and welcome to Leading Change Conversations, the podcast where we tackle real-life challenges with leaders like you to make organizational change a breeze. In this episode, we look into how to overcome the resistance of people to use a new filing system and to accept a new reality. Stay tuned if you want to learn how to engage people beyond the sheer launch date of a new tool to create sustainable behavioral change. I'm Ulrike Seminati, I'm your host, and I train, coach, and inspire leaders and leadership teams to turn into successful change agents, to communicate with impact, and to lead with authenticity. So today I have the pleasure to have an amazing guest, which is Jelena Kuznekova. Yelena is an experienced C-level personal assistant, project manager, and transformational life coach. During her career, she has led several projects and worked on many more and supported management and teams through change. She has even made transformation her passion by becoming a transformational life coach and supports her clients through professional and personal change. Welcome, Jelena. I'm very, very pleased to have you today. Hi weekend. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yes, so you brought up a case. That is about introducing a new filing system. And I know this is one of these things where in organizations, people often think, ah, it's a no brainer. Yeah. We just do that. Indeed, logical. You know, we just explain how it works and then everybody will use it. Whereas we all know and experience certainly very often in our corporate lives that it's not at all like that. And the seemingly simple things can become very, very complex. <laughs> so do you want to explain to us uh, the
1: case that you had? Sure, I will give a quick intro for everybody to understand what we will be talking about. So I was working for a company uh, who intended to replace the outdated physical archiving system and the outdated physical piling system with a new electronical, preferably, uh, piling system and archiving system, minimizing the amount of physical documents, and also considering the new GDPR regulations, the regulations which cover the the handling and protection of the sensitive data. This is a complex project leading us from having like a physical archiving room in the company towards rather having all of the documents filed only electronically and on a must have basis. So what was running very well with this project? What was running not so well with this project when you rolled it out? Um, the fastest and the best part of the project were actually the preparation part. Because the preparation part included going through physical archive, going through physically filed documents and sorting them out. So we were quite good at preparing the list of the documents. That needs to be filed indeed, according to the legislations, but also according to the business requirements, because there's also two parts to this. So we were quite efficient at preparing the list of those documents and we were super efficient and it was quite a lot of fun actually going through the physical archive. It was an archive for the last over 10 years, 12 or 13 years of documentation, which we went through manually. I had a team of my team at that time of two office assistants. And we went through each and every file which we had there. It was a tremendous amount of work, but at the same time, it was super funny because the documents in those twelve years have changed a lot, and the information that has been filed and how it looked like and people whom we knew that founded the company was long not there anymore. However, we kind of saw their their input. We saw their handwritten comments which was filed. This was going super cool, super fast. And it was also, I mean, I wasn't expecting this, but this was also a very fun exercise to do. What wasn't going well was after we have actually finished the project already and we have implemented it and communicated it, what wasn't going well was people accepting the new reality. Because it meant changing the existing working processes. For people who work with documentation on a daily basis, who do like 80 to 95% of their work with documents, filing and archiving of those documents is a huge part of what they do. And as everybody, uh, they had their own kind of efficiency tricks, the ways how they deal with this. Somebody did this every day. Somebody did this once a week. Somebody did this once a month. It all created a situation where what we created, the the system, which was offered, which was presented to everybody, didn't fit every box of every person. And this is where we met the most of the resistance. And this is what took us honestly, in my personal opinion, the most amount of time that we could have spared ourselves. If you would have approached this differently.
0: So I can imagine that, like you say, people had their own efficiency system and they were certainly pretty proud of that. And many had certainly worked it out for many years because I can imagine also that the type of people who work in this kind of role are people who are very analytical and plan quite a lot and are pretty much organized because this is why probably they like that role and they like doing this. And this is also usually a profile that sticks very much to what they have (laughs) because they are really, really concerned about change and don't like that at all, especially when they're maybe even proud or feeling at least in a comfort zone where they were before. When you communicated about the change and how it works, what did you do exactly to communicate it to them?
1: We actually did it all by the book. I mean, when I look back at it, we did it all by the book. We, what we didn't count in was the human factor, the rather even the emotional factor. But we did it all by the book. We communicated the situation. We explained the changes that were coming in from the legislator perspective. Everybody knew, everybody was aware of, of the fact that we are having an archive room down there, which is crowded and swamped with documentation. And nobody has any idea what is there and how to find an information. So. The problem was there. Everybody was aware of it. We made sure that everybody is present at the communication sessions. So we discussed what we're going to do. We also involved teams a lot in terms of they were those who were working with certain business types. So they were those who were telling us what type of documents needs to be archived. What are the requirements? How this should look like? Should this be physical or only electronical? Is it necessary at all? Can we skip it? Can we move it? Can we kind of get rid of it completely? So that the initial communication was there. During the work, when we did the work itself, we constantly kept the team updated on the progress. So we had the regular update meetings. Those were parts of the team meetings on a monthly basis where we reported how far are we along, uh, what do we intend to do, what challenges have we encountered. Whether there's something which should be tweaked or have we forgotten something which somebody has remembered right now. So theoretically we did it all by the book. And also we have given the opportunity to test the end result, the system which we implemented at the end with the huge help of IT team. We gave the opportunity to try it out for a couple of weeks to see whether it works, whether it is something which, which people can use, whether it's okay, whether it's workable because. I mean, I can have all the knowledge in the world about how it's supposed to work, but if I don't do it myself on a daily basis, I hardly can be expected to say, yes, this is good. Let's use it. I I do think, and I do believe that you have to involve the person who is actually working with it. So we did it all and still at the end, what we didn't realize was, first of all, this proud, with with this feeling of, of, of pride, which you were speaking about, people tend to grow close and very attached to their working ways, especially if they have been doing this for decades, right? I mean, it's not that it is somebody who has been doing this for two months and all of a sudden is presented with a new tool. It is somebody, I most of the team were were people who were doing this for years, for years and years, some of them. So of course they had their ways of doing it, not only. They never had anybody who would create a system for them to say to them, this is how you should do it. So every one of them kind of invented the wheel themselves. So every one of them was a tiny bit upset that it's not their personal thing anymore. It's not their personal contribution, which is considered anymore, which is there, which is visible. It has been taken away from them. And this formed, I mean. This formed a part of the resistance which we we faced. Of course, new processes, I mean, it is always a struggle. Even if they lead to the better, we all know this from our personal lives, right? If we would every time welcome something which improves our life quality, everybody would be very healthy, very fit, would eat very properly and drink very little alcohol. This is not the case though. (laughs) Because we are people, every one of us has our own uh, small perks and, and habits and, and things. And we like to do things in the way we feel comfortable. So this was the first point. They had their ways. They were comfortable with their way. Then again, we took this contributional part away from them. We kind of said, here it is. Use it. And what you did before, it might have been good, but It's not there anymore. So just kind of suck it up and use what we have. And then it was all new on top of what they, I mean, nobody took the daily business away from them. So they had to learn new systems. They had to to learn new ways, how to name documents, how to file them properly on top of what they were actually doing, because nobody said, Hey, look, take a week off and prepare yourself to use the system. They were expected to do full-time their job. Plus on top of it, every time when they needed to file something, it was not like automatic when they would do it without even thinking about it. They would have to think, oh, okay. So what was it that I had to do? Where was it in the manual? Do I have to look how to do it again? What was the name that I should put there? Should I put the date? Should I not put the date? So it was like. processual plus emotional parts, which, which made it difficult. Yeah, I hear several things
0: here and several things come to my mind right away as well. So the last thing that you said is really about the additional effort. And I think what we forget very often in change, or at least we do not communicate it because we think when we put the finger on it, we make it bigger. Whereas it's exactly, I think it's exactly the opposite. It's about acknowledging the effort it takes to use something new, even if it seems appropriate, even if it seems adding value and even if it's logical, still there is an effort and any new system requires more time to get adapted to this and so on. So that's one point I think where really acknowledging and saying, Hey guys, we know that you spend time. Thank you for that, you know, really, and not saying it just once or in the lounge session, Mm -hmm. but acknowledging it over time in a certain way. And I think the other thing is really interesting what you said, and which is nearly never done in change, actually, (laughs) because, you know, when we do change or we implement change, we think future, yeah, we think we are forward-looking because we want something new. We want to implement something new. We want an end result. And we look into the future and totally oversee that people are stuck in the past most oftentimes, especially when it's about letting go, like you said, and like in your case, a system they have built themselves for themselves, a way of working that they are using for many years already or even more. And, and then just asking them to, yeah, here's the new thing, go for it. That actually is the point. I think we should think rather in very human terms when we think about that. It's a bit like, I don't know. You need to you you move to another country. You get new friends, but you don't say goodbye to your old ones. You're not even allowed because it's not necessary because you won't ever see them again. This kind of thinking, yeah. So I think when we bring this analogy down to the filing system, they had their own personal filing system. There could have been something like a goodbye ceremony, a goodbye action, you know, where you could have done like, "Hey guys, we had a super time in the past. You have." Put so much work into your current filing system. It's amazing. Maybe for one last time, yeah, maybe for a very last time, you might want to share with the others what you have built up and to just celebrate it one last time. Because now our times have shifted. We go now for something digital. So we go with the time and with the flow. That's how it is. But at the same time, we really value what you've done over the years. You don't have to drop it and everybody forgets about it as if it was never there. So people... People long really a lot for acknowledging what they have done so far. Often in change, that's a problem because we just think if the new thing is better, why should they even look back? But True. it's not that easy. And I yeah. think there's maybe really something in it. How could you have done that? For example, if you think about that.
1: I actually think I, uh, I have given a lot of thought to this because it wasn't the first and it wasn't the last project, which i led. I actually think that that specific situation could have been approached differently in a way that everybody could have been, I mean, it wasn't a huge team. I do understand that for a big corporation, it might be a bit difficult, but since it wasn't a huge team, everybody could have been invited not only to contribute to, let's say, creating a list of requirements from the business side that are necessary when we first have spoken to them about the implementation. Actually, everybody could have been involved in a dialogue about, hey guys, you know this is coming, you know that we need to do something. So not only tell us what needs to be done and we will implement this, but tell us how you do this. And we'll see. Maybe we will be able to take something out of what you do and implement it into the new system. Because I mean, inventing the wheel again and again takes a lot of resource, takes a lot of energy. It might not be necessary. Again, it might never have happened that we would implement anything of what they said, but this is not the point. The point is that they would have been involved in this dialogue with the, with their project team when they would at least felt they have contributed, actively contributed to this, which would have been acknowledgement enough. And of course, at the end of the project, when the dues were due and when the management was saying, thank you for that, for the cooperation on this. This would have, of course, been mentioned. So this could have kind of bettered their feeling about abandoning the systems they had in favor of the systems which we have introduced now. It would it would also kind of create a connection, like a little bit of a connection to the new system. It's not completely foreign, it's not completely from somewhere there, somebody took it here, and I have to do it with this now. It would have created this Feeling of connection, okay, I have contributed to this. So this baby is not only somebody else's baby, this is my baby as well. Maybe just in a tiny part, but still it's my baby. So that could certainly have bettered up the, the situation then. Mm.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I mean, bringing people on board actively in the sense that they can shape it as well during the shaping phase and not just afterwards during the youth phase is super helpful, obviously, because you create this ownership. And and like we said before, when they had a very strong ownership in what they had done before and they have to let that go, maybe there would have been some little things they could have done differently in how it was used or how it will be used in the future or is used today and bring some of their learnings in because that's, of it. The that's where the pride was sitting. People are proud no. of what they have developed and what they have used for so many years. And it's they should hard. be. Yeah, they should be, exactly. And I think it's really about finding a way of acknowledging it, seeing it, making it visible. If it's not being visible in the future tool, because it's just not possible sometimes, sometimes it's not. If it is, great. If it's not, then it's really about acknowledging very openly, not just saying thank you without even knowing what they have done, because then people Mm -hmm. don't seem like acknowledged, because you are going to say thank you. They don't even know what I've done. (laughs) They have no idea. I want them to see it. Exactly. Creating this um, this very human connection to it that people understand, hey, it's not about throwing away everything that I have done so far. There is a need. This need, well, has the consequence that something has to be let go. And I can do that because I see that what I have done
1: was really good so far. It's not a criticism towards me. Do you see that similarly? I do absolutely see that similarly. My point of view currently is a little bit also touched by the I do understand the businesses side, right? I do understand the corporations side when they don't really invest a lot of time into building this human touch around the changes uh, and this this is actually what I was investing a lot of my personal time thinking about how this could be done better because apparently a sense of ownership is a very strong emotion, so. Anybody who does anything specifically, if it has to do with producing any type of tangible result, which like documentation, for example, is you can look at the documents or at the manuals you create and you, you see people using them. You see them being filed. You kind of can touch them. You can print them out and have them. So this, the sense of ownership there is is really strong, but this is not always considered by the company, by the management, by the project teams when they start working on the project. And this is where I was was putting a lot of my thinking time in the years to come after, after that specific one, to understand how this could be done in a way or what should be done, because there should be something. I was always thinking there should be something that should work for any type of company, any size of company, any size of business, because with a smaller company, it's always easier. I mean, if you have like five people in the office, it's easier to talk to a- each and every of them. You can have 5,000. The situation is completely different. So I do see it the same way. I also do see that the businesses have to approach this change management or project management, which sometimes is the same and sometimes it's not the same. It has to be approached also from the human perspective, and this has to be voiced clearer and louder, and we have to speak about it. And those people who do that, they have to plan. I mean, there has to be time down plan for that. I do understand that businesses are not happy to do that. Who wants to Plan a business downtown, nobody, right? Because everybody, it's all about revenues. It's all about getting income in. It's all about getting job done. But this has to be planned in. This time, when, I mean, first of all, in the planning phase, the time you take to actually talk to people, not only come and say, hey, here is my blue paper. Look how cool is the system. Let's use it. It will make our lives easier. Yeah, maybe it will. It might. Really, truly, it might be a great program, but if by doing this, you are making my life miserable at that specific moment when you are trying to implement it, I will never like it. I mean, even 10 years after, if it works perfectly, if it is an amazing tool, I will not like it because you hurt me in the first place. And then also the, the testing phase, kind of the phase when people get familiar with the system, Business downturn has to be considered. It's not necessarily means that everybody has to stop their operations and do nothing. However, those people involved in, in, in doing that The management has to consider that they are doing this on top of what they do. Yeah, I think there needs to be a shift
0: in how the project management or the change management is seen. Usually we have work streams in there. And usually there is a work stream that is called communications. I also have seen somewhere there's even none, which is really a disaster. (laughs) You don't think at all about that, but usually it's there. And usually, like you say, it's something relatively classic. That means it builds on if people are informed, if they know why, if they know when, it's all fine, yeah? The thing is that we don't consider all these things of letting go, the pain that it creates, the the fear of losing something, the pride that is hurt and whatever. I mean, there are many, many human aspects in there and everybody reacts a little bit differently too. But I think what is important, and like you say, to understand from also those who who put in the budgets, who allow for specific times, or who give roles to project managers or change managers, that it pays off if you give more time for that in the beginning. Because if you give the time that in the communications work stream, there is not only the usual information piece, but there is really an engagement program in there. Because you know, if not, what people will do, obviously. They will then complain about it in the coffee areas, behind closed doors. Tons and tons of hours will be spent on complaining and resisting and not wanting it. And if you add up all this time, because you always think, oh, there's not the time. It's so time consuming to do this engagement part, which is true. But we don't see all the time that is lost without being calculated and be added on, actually, because we don't do that. So I think it it needs, it needs a total shift in terms of what's really important in that change. And you really need to speak to people, like you say, if there are five, great. If there are 50, you still can speak to many of them, 5,000, whoa, whoa, whoa. And there you need to set up a completely different structure and work with the leaders, the middle management, that they can really translate it down and they have these kind of discussions and it needs a lot of time. And with the amount of change going on, obviously it's very overwhelming to think about each and every change that we have like that in an organization. But I think there's a new way of thinking and I'm pretty happy, you know, that you are, you are seeing this perspective. What would be for you one of the learnings that you have taken with you and that you are implementing already today or will implement soon?
1: What I have taken with me and it actually, it's funny, but it has kind of leaked into almost every other area of my interactions with my potential and current employers is that my main takeaway out of there is that the relationship I mean, when you try to introduce something new, you have to look at employees and at the teams, which will be using that as if they were your partners rather than something static that is there and just is a part of the whole resource, right? If you constantly engage, and engagement is indeed the the game word here, if you constantly engage with the teams, Um, if An employer and an employee stop being in a subordinate relationship, but start being in an equal position of engaging with each other. This is when miracles happen. This is when people get engaged themselves. They want to get engaged because they feel valued. They feel important. They feel that they are part of. But this is also when company benefits because of that engagement, because of People are willing to contribute a bit more than they would uh, if they would be somewhere here and the company would be here. It should be an engagement on both sides. And important is that not only employers see that and understand that and accept that, but also we as an employee, as employees, also we don't really, you know, have this attitude of this job which I have. It, it pays my invoices, so I have to do. In the way they tell me to do, that's not re- that's not entirely true. I mean, it might be true in terms of financial involvement. However, we always have a choice. This is what we have chosen for ourselves. So we have to show up according to that choice. We have chosen to work for that specific company with which we are at at the specific moment. Why don't we show up there as a person? I mean, not as somebody who is afraid of anything and not involving himself or herself. Why don't we? show up there with our full presence and be present there. And when we see that something is not really going on in accordance to what we would expect, why don't we simply voice it?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's always the responsibility is on all sides. It's obviously on the employer side, and we discussed that, what is coming also from the project management and from the senior management. But also people need to ask to be involved, and then people come up with very different point of views. And I think then you leverage the diversity of the teams as well to bring a project to life. And like you said in the very beginning, if we close that loop, bringing them on board much earlier so that they can, in every single stage, contribute very actively to shaping the whole new thing, whatever it is, but to shaping it more to their needs, to what also they experience as being a success in another type of tool before and how that can be translated now into the digital world, for example. And I think this is really key that we have both sides. There's push and pull that's pushed from the top, but also there's a pull from people who have to actually use these tools at the end to wanting to contribute, not just to resist or to criticize. But to really think proactively and to think about, okay, how can we make this better? Or I'm a good planner, how can we make the process of rolling it out maybe smooth or something that is really in my my strengths mm-hmm. and contributing from that perspective. And I think that is really powerful because then you get very different perspectives and very
1: different strengths also which come Absolutely. into pain. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's like general shift in in the business world, right? We have to on both sides, stop seeing corporates. Let's use the corporates because they are the best example here. We should stop seeing corporates as something rigid and unchangeable, some entity which is there, which is almost godlike, gives us job, gives us tasks to do. And we are those tiny wheels around it, which might or might not contribute and might or might not be listened to. We should stop looking at the situation that way. We should look at us and the corporates on the same level field, on the same playground, because we do the same thing. If that relationship would be different, if that relationship would be an equal partnership of both sides, seen by both sides in that way, that would definitely make the change process like any change process easier. I like this very much as a
0: very last word, moving to partnership, because I think that illustrates it the best way. Instead of having a top-down approach, moving to partnerships says it all because it means implementing everybody on a certain level. Everybody has a say, yes, it's very democratic. Yes, it might take longer in the beginning, but I'm sure it always pays off because at the end, these tools then are really used and people get the best out of it instead of just doing a minimum with it. And then you have relaunch and relaunch and reminder periods and I don't know how many emails and campaigns you have to run you know to bring everybody on board (laughs) and after two years finally it's done I mean we know that all and looking at it at the beginning from a partnership perspective that it's a partnership between the corporation or the organization the the company as such and all the people who are actually making up this company it's a beautiful picture and I, I really like that very last word. Yeah, thank you, Jelena, for all these insights. It was a great conversation. It was a great conversation indeed. Thanks for having me. And thanks to our listeners for tuning into Leading Change Conversations today. I hope you found our discussion inspiring and informative. And if you enjoyed it, remember to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Plus sign up for our newsletter to access our practical transformation roadmaps on a regular basis. And if you want to improve your own skills on leading change or communicating more effectively, check out my courses for individuals on my website. And last but not least, if you want to become a guest on our show, just go on my website, leadingchangeconversations.com and pick a lot of your choice in my calendar to discuss possibilities. So I am surely looking forward to getting to know you. And until next time, keep leading, keep learning and making a difference. Thank you very much.